Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Nolan Samber with Infinite Banking Radio, and uh, this episode today is actually not recorded live. It's uh, last night's mastermind. And so, one of the cool things that um, when you, if you were to come on board and become an infinite banker and practice this strategy with me, is you get to be a part of our uh, infinite banking mastermind. It's um, all of the clients that are currently uh, working with me and in, in, in enhancing their finances through life insurance, properly engineered for cash value, and it's completely completely free. It comes along with being, uh, again, uh, practicing this strategy and using these policies to enhance our finances. And so last night was actually our very first Zoom call in our in our mastermind. And so we had a good group of people on there. And one of the cool things was is that it was it was actually just less than an hour. It's about 45 minutes. But the first 15 minutes we went over and talked about the back to the basics, going over the fundamentals of these policies. Then we actually did a case study of somebody actually purchasing a vehicle, borrowing from their life insurance policy, and then again practicing economic value add and filling their bucket back up with interest. And then we opened it up for questions for the last 15 15, 20 minutes. And so you're going to get a chance to hear what other people that are already practicing this strategy, what's on their mind and how they use their policies, again, to, to, to enhance what they're already doing with these life insurance policies. So I think you're going to get a, a kick out of this because um, one of the cool things is that when people first do this strategy, they only think they're on an island by themselves. Like, ah, I hear about this life insurance I don't, I, don't, I don't know anybody else that's doing this. Well, guess what? When you become a part of our group and you begin practicing infinite banking, you're going to find out that there's a lot more people that practice this strategy than really meets the eye or, or what's on the surface. So I hope that you guys get a great or, or some enjoyment out of this and maybe a little bit of knowledge. But this is going back to the basics. Then we're going to do a case study, and then we'll open it up to some questions uh, to some people on the call from last night. So again, guys, looking forward to it. If you have any other questions, you're going to see some links that you can click in the episode bio here. Um, I hope that you'll be a part of this. I hope that you uh, will join this movement because, again, um, you're going to be a part of a community that uh, is all practicing this and all has the same idea, and they want to become financially free. And this will just help you mathematically get there faster. So uh, I'm hoping that you guys enjoy this episode and enjoy uh, what the first call was for our mastermind group. But before we jump right in, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. My Financial Snapshot is the official sponsor of the Infinite Banking Radio Podcast. My Financial Snapshot builds personal financial tools to help you track your finances. Their Snapshot tool is the first easy-to-use and reusable personal financial statement builder available online. It's the perfect solution for real estate investors and business owners. Their budgeting tool takes the hassle of budgeting away and lets you focus on the results of your budget. Individuals can get unlimited access to their tools and educational resources for $44.99 a year or $6.99 a month. For Infinite Banking Radio listeners, use coupon code INFINITE20 for 20% off your subscription for life. Use the link in the description and get started making personal finance easy and simple today. Well, look, here's what we'll do. We, we got a few guys on here now. I want to jump into this. Derek, Jonathan, hey guys. So um, I'm going to share my screen. I'm just going to, I don't want to, you know, um, you guys are already clients, so I don't want to go over things that we already know, but I just want to um, kind of go over the the why again and kind of back to the basics, just kind of out of the gate, just re- a reminder of, you know, hey, this is why we do things. This is the reason why we're using this vehicle to finance the things that we do. So let's go with you. I'll share my screen here and then we'll kind of chop it up. So I'm not going to bore you guys with slideshows, um, but it's good just to like be able to see this. Um, 
see if I can remind you guys here. Here we go. And if you have seen this, I'm not sure if you guys have or not, but this is a, a new little slide deck we've been working on. Um, and I'm pretty happy with it, but um, here we go. So again, guys, again, we, we finance everything we do that Nelson Nash said that, you know, in the book, becoming your own banker, we, we borrow someone else's money and pay them interest, or we pay cash and give up the ability to earn interest. So what does this look like? Let's say that our cash account, um, whether this is a, is $10,000 or a hundred million dollars, we all have cash sitting somewhere that's idle. It's, it's liquid because we need to get our hands on it. Um, but it's not money that's invested out in, in some type of risky, not risky, but a, a stock market and a real estate deal. But it's just liquid idle cash. It's essentially rotting away to inflation. We all have that amount sitting somewhere. And so what the majority of people do is they do um, the opposite of Dave Ramsey and they go and borrow someone else's money and they pay that back with interest, right? They borrow hundred grand or $75,000 to go buy a car or an investment property and they pay back that lender with interest. Or you have, again, the, the 15 percenters and that's the Dave Ramsey's where they save up money and then they go and spend it on that asset. They're, they're above that cash threshold and they're in control, but then when they spend that money, they've now given up the, the the opportunity cost to earn on their dollar. So you can see that we don't really get anywhere. The I almost kind of look at it as the way of when you borrow someone else's money and then when you pay cash, a sink fund and using other people's money is almost, it, it's identical. It doesn't get you anywhere because our cash never does anything. With We, we never grow inside of our cash account. Obviously, infinite banking, what we're doing is we're never allowing our, our dollars to be interrupted, the compounding to never stop growing. So even when we access those dollars, obviously, we are not interrupting the growth of our cash value in our policy because, again, we're leveraging uh, the death benefit. It's a prepayment of death benefit, and that allows our equity to continue to grow and compound as if the dollar never left. So just to show again, kind of the, the different uh, columns of where, you know, you can house money, it's ta It's pretty simple. It's tax today, tax deferred and tax never. Tax todays are your, you know, your Silicon Valley checking accounts. It's probably a lot lower if it was, you know, about a month ago, but you've got your savings, your tax deferred, like your 401ks and your IRAs. And then your tax never is money, you know, sitting in your safe or, infinite banking or properly engineered life insurance. And so just looking at kind of these attributes that are important, um, just on the left-hand column here, just, you know, most people in a high powered or at least a, an equity account where we keep safe dollars, we would like to have these attributes, competitive return, you know, safety, liquidity, tax-free, um, or at least, you know, not partnering with Uncle Sam, credit protection, and then uninterrupted compound interest. So let's just go over this first column first. And if I'm, and if I'm going too quickly, guys, I, I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead too quick. I just, um, you guys have seen this before and I just want to reiterate why, like why we're doing this before we jump into some details in the case study, um, if that's okay. So um, again, tax today's, you know, savings accounts, we're not earning anything, you know, maybe a couple basis points, but uh, the safety and liquidity portion, of course, you can go down to the bank and, and get a check out the next day if you needed it. Obviously, it's not tax free. Every dollar that you grow doesn't feel like we're earning anything. But if you if you were to actually earn three pennies, you know, Uncle Sam in a 1099, we'll ask for one of those. Um, it's not creditor protected. Anytime you know you were to be sued, 
the first place that attorneys are going is your checking account. And then obviously it's not in uninterrupted compounding. When you take, if you had a hundred thousand in an account and you took out 50 to go buy a car, you're now only earning on $50,000, right? That's, you know, you, you, you've withdrawn that money. Tax deferred accounts. Let's talk about competitive rate of return. We hope that these 401ks are competitive. Um, that's why we have them in these accounts. Obviously it's not safe. It's, it goes up and down. We've seen that just in the past year, how most accounts are down 25 to 30%. Um, that's not political. That's just what it is. It's not liquid. Obviously, once you put that money in there, it's tied up for 30 plus years. You can't get your axe, you know, your hands on it unless you want to pay a penalty. And then, you know, it's capital gains tax. It's not tax free. It's tax deferred. You're partnering with Uncle Sam for the long term. It is credit protected, depending upon the state that you're in. Um, thankfully, that that's another box you can check. But then obviously, um, it, it, it's not uninterrupted compounding. When you withdraw the money, when you take the money out of the account to go spend it on, you know, in retirement or whatever you do, well, you're removing it and it's and it's no longer growing anymore. Well, obviously, life insurance and this infinite banking policy that you guys have, have they check all of these boxes. Competitive rate of return, you're getting at least 4% guaranteed plus some dividends that are tax-free. So I like to be conservative and say 4.5%. Safety, you cannot lose money when you take a policy loan. It's contractually guaranteed you're to have more money the year before than you than you had the previous year. It's liquid as is, is to where you say, hey, Nolan, I need $50,000 to go put a down payment on a property. I'd say, hey, sounds good. It'll hit your account in two to three business days. The, all the growth in these policies are tax-free. And let me explain this really quickly as to why these policies are tax-free. So think about, obviously, this is insurance. But most people would say, why? I don't understand why this is why there's not a capital gain. You know, why is the death benefit tax free? Well, think about it this way for a second. When you go get in a car, you have car insurance, you pay, you know, whatever that number is, 350 bucks a year in car insurance. And let's say that you get in an accident and uh, you have to go take your vehicle to go, you know, get fixed and it costs $5,000. When the insurance company writes that check for $5,000, I would ask you, is that a capital gain? Did you did is that a capital gain when they wrote you a check for five thousand? No, you, you've been paying interest, or I'm sorry, you've been paying premiums in insurance um, in case of the what if, in case you get an accident. So when the insurance company comes in and writes that check for five thousand dollars, they're not they're not or you're not getting a gain. You're just being you know the, the, that money is being replacing what you've lost. So think about it this way: you had a five thousand dollar loss because your car was was you know wrecked into. The insurance company comes back in and writes that check for 5000 There's never been a capital gain. It's only been that you've been a replacement cost, essentially. And so that's why what happens is the reason they're tax-free is that death benefit, candidly, is not yours. It's your beneficiaries. And so if you happen one day to pass and you've got a million dollars of death benefit, when you go and die, that beneficiary, again, that million dollars of death benefit has been, again, that that beneficiary lost a million dollars of some type of revenue or your services to the world and your income, and they're being replaced with that million dollars that they would have otherwise earned, you know, with you being the owner of that policy. Therefore, the policy is tax-free. I just wanted to kind of clear that up as to why these policies are tax-free. And all the politicians understand that that's why they made it this way. Um, honestly, or obviously, too, it's creditor-protected. Um, no litigator, no uh, 
Uh, even states can't even put liens on these things. Uh, once the money's in these policies, especially I've done a couple podcast episodes on uh, my infinite banking radio podcast about how important credit protection is, especially when you start to build your net worth and putting money in these policies and, and using trusts as as a way to um, you know eradicate any litigation opportunity. But again, the the, the main driver here is the uninterrupted compound interest. Because when you take a policy loan, you are not withdrawing your own money from the policy. What I'm saying is, and I'll explain this in a minute, is you are actually using the life insurance company's money uh, out in the marketplace. Your money continues to grow and compound as if it never left. And I'll show a comparison here in a minute. But um, you've seen this before. I won't, I won't dive into the, how the policies are created because that's not really important. Um, here we go. This is This is what I wanted to talk about. Let, let's compare our life insurance policies to um, a home equity line of credit or a HELOC. So if you're looking on the left-hand side here, um, you see that let's say that you owned a million-dollar home and you had $100,000 of equity, whether you made it was a down payment or you've been making payments, uh, which you know every monthly mortgage payment, there's principal and interest attached to that, and you build up $100,000 in equity. Well, Let's say that you and your wife or you yourself, whoever it is, wanted to go and, and borrow money to go and, and uh, you know redo the kitchen or redo the bathroom. And you borrowed $50,000 to do that. Well, when you borrow $100,000 um, in, in from your home equity line of credit, you're not interrupting the appreciation of your home, right? The, you know, the, the, the neighborhood and the comps in the area. You keep making your mortgage payments. You're still building equity. The bank is writing you that check based upon the asset, which is your real estate. It's identical in whole life insurance, or at least in infinite banking. What we're doing is the only difference is that we just have different names. So instead of it being a line of credit or a home equity line of credit, we're using this as cash value. And then the death benefit is the asset, the same way the real estate is the asset to the bank. So when you go and have this equity, because you're making premium deposits, when you're making these deposits, you're building equity or cash value in your policy that you have, you're in first position. You can take access, you have access to this whenever you want it. And you go do the same thing. You borrow the $50,000 from your life insurance policy to go do that same thing on your home. Well, the life insurance company is actually borrowing or letting you borrow based upon the death benefit. That's what you're borrowing against. This is the asset, the same way that you're borrowing against real estate uh, in, in, in you know, your home is to the bank, is the asset is to the bank. I hope that, hope that kind of makes sense as the comparison between line of credit with real estate and basically whole life insurance as a line of credit that you own and you control, Okay. So um, this is just a, a policy example. I won't kind of get into the details. We'll, we'll, we'll go over some, you know, the policy and everything like that here in a minute. Just a couple examples. Um, let's see here. There's a couple highlights. Okay, let's do this real quick. Hope that makes sense so far. Hope everybody, um, hopefully everybody has seen that. And that's, and, and does that, it, you know, you can get off the, off the, the mute for a second. I want to make sure that, you know, you have any, any questions about that before I move on to the next step. Yeah, makes makes good sense, Nolan. That makes sense, everybody. I hope that that's okay. Thumbs up or whatever. Again, this is my first time kind of doing this, so I'm going to get more. I'll get more, you know, savvy as we kind of go along. So I appreciate you guys working, Nick. Thank you for the thumbs up. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll start using that moving forward. 
I just wanted to make sure that we understand the why before we kind of jump into the how, if that makes sense. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen one more time here. All right. And now I'm going to go into um, a couple. Uh, and by the way, this is Nick Franklin right here. He's a, a handsome fellow. This is from my wedding. Um, but um, let, let's just jump <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> um, this is, a, again, this is not a, a specific individual, a, a certain client right now. I just wanted to go generally first um, because, again, I didn't really know how this was going to go. As we as we keep building up, guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to somebody that's a client of mine already and ask if they would like to become kind of, you know, client of the month. And then we'll just kind of, break, you know, not get into their own personal situation, but just talk about their policy, what they're doing with their policies. Grant, you and I have actually spoken about that. You might be my first little guinea pig. Um, but just talking I about you know, how you're using your policies to, you know, use leverage, to use arbitrage, to, you know, create wealth. But, um, and I appreciate that. So let's just talk about this policy really quickly. So again, uh, you know, there's a lot happening. You guys have seen this. This is like nine pages long. You all have this. Um, but, but there's a lot happening and I just want to focus on these highlighted columns. Um, basically the cash outlay is our deposits and the cash value is what we have access to. Again, that's our equity that I just spoke about. And so we make these deposits. And again, this isn't going to happen overnight. This is a long-term play, a long-term savings account. We make deposits for 10 years, you know, and this looks really pretty. We have a lot of flexibility in this, as you guys know. But let's just say that, you know, we had this robot or Johnny Appleseed um, decided to make these deposits. Here's what our cash value is going to be um, after 10 years. And so let me just, again, let me just make a, a quick highlight of this. The non-guaranteed versus the guaranteed. Because most people would look at that and say, well, I'd rather, well, what is non-guaranteed? I, I, I need a reminder on this. Well, like I mentioned a minute ago, remember, we have a guaranteed interest rate of 4% on our money. And then we also have dividends. And dividends, if you remember, dividends are profits that the insurance company earns. And so when you go, every other, every other policy or every other uh, product that insurance companies have, term insurance, IULs, variable universal life, all these other hybrid products that are out there, you are essentially betting against the insurance company, okay? It's the same thing as you going into Las Vegas with a term insurance policy and slapping it all on red. You know, they're going to spin that table, and if you don't die, well, then all of that money that you paid in premiums just goes in profit to the insurance company, and they hardly ever pay out. So that's a huge profit uh, center for insurance companies. Whole life insurance, on the other hand, is the only product in which you are an actual equity owner in that mutual insurance company. And that's the policies, the, the, the policies my wife and I have. We're just putting one on my kid right now, my seven-month-old. So we the whole life insurance, it's it's basically the same as you depositing in in now. I'm not gonna call it investing because it's a savings account, but when you go and deposit money with these mutual insurance companies, which is what you guys have done. You are literally now an equity owner in this company. And so the same way as you would make an investment in a stock portfolio like Amazon, you're going to receive dividends. Those are taxable. Because these are insurance, these are tax-free dividends. And that is a profit. So when, when the insurance company goes out and earns a profit, they you know, they they say, hey, you know, you give us twenty five thousand that John the Appleseed did, we're going to guarantee you four percent for you partnering with us. 
And then all of the profit that we earn on the back end by, again, in uh, term insurance, IULs, we actually go lend it. We go buy, you know, conservative bonds. We go build shopping centers. We use, we buy mortgage-backed securities, collateralized debt obligations, and we earn a profit. After we pay out all of our expenses or our costs, whatever's left over, that's dispersed as a dividend to all of the policy owners. And that's what you and I and all of us have. And that's what the form of a dividend is called. And so just to lay that out, what those are. So I don't like to use the word non-guarantee because it's these insurance companies that we work with, emeritus in general, um, they've paid a dividend for 136 years in a row. So they they anticipate, we can't guarantee it, but we can get as close to guaranteeing as possible in the financial world as saying dividends will be paid because they've got an entire liquidity pool ready to deploy in regards to dividends. So that's another reason why I just wanted to, why we focus on this column and not this guarantee column. Fair enough? Okay. So again, the policy is cool. It's, it's, you know, this is better than a checking account. You're not going to earn $16,000 on 160 grand um, at the bank because you have to pay taxes on that. Remember, like I mentioned, uh, for you to net 10 grand. Now, again, this is a 40 year old man. Um, some are older, some are younger, but you can generally, this is what it's going to look like. It's just going to be um, a policy that's just going to keep growing and compounding. You see down here in year nine, Johnny makes a $10,000 deposit. His cash value goes from 155 to 170. So it's as if if he went down to the bank and wrote a check for $10,000, and then he immediately writes a check back for 15 grand. Now that didn't happen overnight. It took him some time to get there, but that's kind of where hopefully we're all getting with our policies, where the main game is we go down and we write that check for 10 grand. We immediately capture that growth. We borrow out our cash value and we deploy it into the marketplace. Once that, you know, once that marketplace hopefully provides a return, we fill our, our bucket back up as time, kind of times go, goes on. Okay. So let me, uh, let me make sure everybody that's on here, I want to make sure that that all makes sense to everybody. Can I, again, I guess, can I get a thumbs up that that makes sense or do I need to go over anything else? Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you guys. All right. So let's keep this rolling. Okay. So what I did is, um, and I've shared this with you guys, I believe in the past, is a little thing called an infinite banking promissory note, okay? And this is, I, I kind of set this up for, for this call. Um, but Johnny Appleseed wants to go buy a vehicle. And so, again, this is a little promissory note. You've probably seen this on your home or your mortgage or your car payment. And uh, basically, when you borrow someone else's money, you promise to pay them back with interest. So I kind of said, okay, how can I create something for my clients to where they can kind of stick to, you know, being their own banker, right? That's the whole point. We want to become our own banker. And so what I'm showing here is Johnny borrowing $20,000. And, and let me go back here. Let me, let me pull up another policy here. If we go up here and see that in year two, he made a couple deposits of 50 grand. He had basically $40,000 in cash value. Okay. It's a couple thousand bucks behind of his deposits, but Again, we have to take that step back because that's what keeps it tax-free. But in year two, he had $40,000 in cash value. So what Johnny decided to do is go borrow from his policy $25,000 to go and purchase that vehicle straight up and down outright. And so what I would encourage you to do, or I would encourage Johnny to do, is not only refill that 
$25,000 just with 25 grand, but attach some interest to it. Because again, infinite banking is not describing life insurance. It's describing how you behave with money. It's describing what you actually do when you go and take money out of an account. So you can actually practice infinite banking out of a shoebox underneath your bed. It's the act of taking out $20,000 and filling it back up with $21,000. Like that's infinite banking. That's all it is. So what I would encourage Johnny to do here is, hey, we're going to take out 25 grand on April 1st, and we're going to charge ourselves 6% over the next 60 months. So every month, where normally that 6% interest rate or that $387 payment would go, because if you remember us going back to the spender saver, where most people would borrow money and pay interest back to somebody else, again, we're not ever getting anywhere with our money, we're charging ourselves interest to, you know, that would have otherwise gone to somebody else. So over those next five years or those 60 months, we're going to charge ourselves 6%, which doesn't, it's not a really big deal, but again, 3,200 bucks, basically in interest that would have gone to somebody else that you have now recaptured and put back into your pocket. All the while your policy was still chugging along and accumulating and growing compound interest. So what I did tell, okay, so before I jump in, does that all, does that make sense? Does that, does that kind of make sense? Thumbs up? Or do I need to run back and, and run it back over again? Does that make sense to everybody? Okay, cool. Crystal clear. Okay, perfect. Okay. So, so there we go. Okay, sweet. Okay. So what I showed is Johnny Appleseed. I wanted to show what a policy looks like when you borrow money. Okay. What happens if you actually practice infinite banking out of a life insurance policy? What happens? So if you notice here, this is almost identical to the same policy I just showed you a minute ago. The difference is, let me pull my highlighter up, is we're taking cash from the policy. So here's what we're doing. If you notice in year two, we took a policy loan of $25,000. And then if you did the math on this, let me see this. Uh, what is the you know, 387? 387 per year is 46.44 per year, or you know, 38 or 30. $387 a month is $46.44 a year. And so if you notice, every year he's filling that account back up with interest. And you get almost to identical, the same spot. Look what happens in year, again, remember what I showed you guys a minute ago from year nine. He made a $10,000 deposit. Well, I guess he's right here. You know, however, you know, I'm, I'm 31 now. My eyes are starting to get to me. Sorry. But he made, a, he was at 134. He made a deposit of $10,000. And his cash value went up 15 grand again, which is identical to what I was just mentioning on the policy before, or, you know, if he didn't take a policy loan. So really guys, the whole point here is, is that you are, when you guys are financing things, it's best mathematically to run money through a policy before you go and just spend the cash. Because when you get down later on, where else can you make a deposit of 10,000 and he immediately turns into 15. Imagine if this was 100,000. Imagine if this was 100,000, that 100 grand would turn into 150,000 immediately. Imagine what the ability, like the things that you could do with that money um, that other people won't be able to do because they're just gonna be refilling that money back up into their accountants and they're not gonna have any of this growth. So that's basically the goal, guys. We're just using this 
as just the warehouse of equity. If you can think about it that way, it's not an investment. We're just enhancing our equity position before we go out and deploy it into an investment. We go buy vehicles. We go buy an engagement ring. We go do any, you know, we go take a trip to Italy, whatever it is. When we go fill our money back, our account back up with interest, and we get down here later on in life, it shows that it makes sense because we've been compounding on this number, on this column the entire time. So hope that all kind of makes sense on kind of a very surface 30,000 foot level. Does that kind of make sense? Sweet. Okay. All right. That's kind of my first little, my first little, you know, 30 minute, you know, jump into. Um, I want to see if anybody has, um, of, anybody has questions. Like, let's kind of open it up for questions. If you do, great. If you don't, that's okay too. Um, I just, I really just want to bring value to you guys. Like, because again, when I was first introduced to this idea, I, I, I wasn't given this. I didn't, I, I was basically given a policy. You know, they, they taught me a little bit, but it was more of, Hey, here's your life insurance policy. You know, you're a real estate guy. That's great. You go do real estate things, you know, but I wasn't really taught the ins and the outs and the math behind how to use it. And so honestly, I just want to, I, I want to help you guys the best way that I know. And that's, I think it's getting in front and, and having dialogue with you, figuring out your situation and where you are, what you want to accomplish and figuring out and figuring out what I can do to help you guys achieve what you want to achieve. So that's kind of where, that's kind of where I'm at with this mastermind. I don't really know where it's going to go. I just know that I really want to help you guys again, achieve what you want to achieve. So kind of as we go along, you know, we'll have more, you know, other, other infinite bankers that are in this group. We'll talk about their unique situation, what they're doing with their policy loans. Obviously our Facebook group, which I know a few of you guys aren't in yet. Hopefully, you know, you will. Um, there hasn't been a ton of activity yet. Again, I just kind of started it last week. Um, but I, I really believe that this is going to build some momentum. And so, um, if you guys have questions, again, I'll, I'll, I'll be silent for, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. If, you, if someone wants to kind of chime in with the question and then I can kind of answer it. But mostly I just want to get your feedback on how I can help you guys like get where, you know, you want to go, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, Noel, no, uh, no question here, but I really do appreciate the information and the rundown and I'm definitely happy to be a part of this group and an infinite banker. So I really appreciate your time. Awesome, dude. Thanks, Nikki. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Yeah, Nolan, I uh, I really appreciate you setting up a forum like this. I think it's great to be able to have the one-on-one, -on -one, but I think um, the additional learnings that we'll be able to share across the group, I think will be really invaluable because everybody brings different ideas to the table. And even in a short period of time that I've come across this concept and learned, I can't tell you how many different ideas that I've been thinking about and how I want to use my my policy, and so I think this forum really allows us to really tap tap into it to a much larger degree. So again, appreciate the forum. This is this is really I think going to be a a really great thing. Awesome, thanks, Grant. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Well, well, again, then here, here's kind of what we do that we can kind of cut this one a little, I guess, a little shorter than no big deal. Um, but if you like, what I'll do is when we get off of here, I will, um, what I'll do is I'll, again, I'll, uh, the, the recording will be, will be finished. 
If you'd like me to, I can, I'll put this little, uh, that little promissory note. You guys might have it. If you don't, I'll, I'll put this in our group. That way you guys can kind of download it and have it for your own leisure. If you'd like, again, uh, excuse me, I'm not going to tell people that they got to like use that when they take a policy loan. I just do that and show people that because I mean, when I take money, when I borrow from a bank, they get, they write that up and I have to, you know, pay them what they're owed. I just think it's a good way of uh, knowing where your money is. And not to mention too, if you're in business, interest is deductible. So that's another thing that you can, if you really wanted to get cute with your accountant, um, which I know a few guys are business guys. Um, but, but most importantly, guys, what I'll do is I'll record this, I'll upload it. You guys can have this if you want to, you know, replay it. But I really, again, I can't hammer down as like, I know how I felt when I first started. I felt kind of like, okay, I took a first step. I, I want to do infinite banking. Now, what do I do? Like, okay, I want to get from A to B. How the hell do I get there? And, but I know, I know I want to do it, but how do I do it? And so I'm hoping that this will be a, a, a couple steps as to, okay, guys, okay, we're going to keep walking through this together. We're going to, you know, churn some ideas in our head. That person's doing this, this person's doing that. So I really just hope that this will be beneficial to you as you guys go on your financial journey and we all kind of build wealth together. So, but if anything, what I'll do is if you guys, again, I'll, I'll email this out, respond to me as you guys, you know, as before the next month's, um, uh, you know, mastermind like this, um, maybe shoot me a couple topics, a couple things is, Hey, what if I was to buy a boat? What if I was to purchase a piece of real estate? Cause that's real estate's what I'm really passionate about. And that's what I like to talk about, but I don't want to talk about what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what you guys want to know. And so that's where my real head is, is just, is trying to, is trying to dissect what you guys want and let's dive into how you guys want to use these things and let's figure out the best way of doing it. So if that works with you guys, that's kind of where, that's kind of where I guess I can leave it if that works. Hey, Nolan, Derek here. I got a, a question for you. Thanks hey, for uh, putting this thing that, together too, by the way. So yeah, yeah. Uh, very informative. Uh, question on the promissory uh, notes. Um, the uh, how far do you go with it uh, on your, <clears throat> for instance, on the uh, do you do you send DocuSigns to your LLC and uh, do you know make it up? How official do you make it, or hey, does it uh, does it matter for tax purposes? That's a great question. Um, I personally, I don't really get that fancy with it. Uh, I don't get super official where I've got like an actual summary page and I've got to like submit it or anything because realistically, you know, watch this. I mean, literally I can do this, you know, I can change it. You know, you can do anything that you want to it really. Um, it's pretty malleable, but in my opinion, it's, it's, it's really what you make of it, right? I mean, as long as you don't, you don't need this promissory note in order to charge yourself interest. You don't need uh, a document in order to refill or re, you know, capture interest. It's just simply as long as you know, hey, I'm going to take out ten thousand dollars in my PNC checking account and I'm going to put back ten thousand five hundred bucks. If you just tell yourself that and that five hundred bucks, you know that that's interest that you're charging yourself. Well, then, bam, that's deductible. You know, um, I just like having this as just a way of um, if, if something was to ever, you know, come up and I had to be audited somehow, well, guess what? I've got a promissory note from A to B showing that, Hey, I actually did charge myself interest and, you know, my accountant has it on file, you know, in case something was to come up, but I don't, I don't docu-sign it or make it crazy fancy, but that's up to you. That's your prerogative, you know? 
do you do any type of amortization uh, schedule with it or uh, is it uh, set up there? <laughs> auto pay here how do you how do you yeah so th that? this is amortized so over so these twenty five thousand dollars right here um if you notice i'm i'm paying back so like you know whatever that math is if you notice so what is thirty eight hundred bucks or thirty three eight seven times sixty is twenty three thousand two hundred twenty dollars oh is that right Maybe, maybe I did my math incorrectly. Maybe I was looking at a 25-year uh, amortization. I'll have to look back at my math. Maybe I'm off on that. <laughs> so maybe uh, I need to go do uh, back, go back to, uh, you know, I, I did go to college for seven years, you know, and they call those people doctors, um, as Tommy Callahan would say. Um, but what I, what I do is, is um, trying to think about what you just asked me now. Um the way, yeah, I mean, the way that I look at this thing is just like you can amortize it out as long or as short as you want. You know, make this thing, you know, 360 months if you want to make it, make it 12 months. You know, you, I, I really think that's the cool part is this $25,000. It's, you know, it's the line of credit that you own and you control. Nobody else does. So um, the bank doesn't make these terms. You make the terms. So you can be as, you know, fierce and aggressive as you like, or you can be more passive. It's, or, you know, if it's an investment property and the tenant moves out that month and you guys had to rehab a property, well, take that month or two off of repayments and, you know, get your feet back under, you get your capital back up a little bit before you start repaying again. So um, you can't do that at the bank, right? They're going to foreclose. So at least here, you know, you have the control um, of, of that capital versus somebody else. And so as you keep building that, you know, liquidity and that pool of capital up, you're just going to have more control over your assets versus continuing to borrow, borrow from the bank and, and then kind of having their, you know, their hands on your throat, if that makes sense. All right. Well, again, guys, I mean, if it's, if it's good with you guys, unless you guys got something else on your mind, um, I guess we can cut it a little short, but, but if that works with you again, I, I really appreciate you guys hopping on um, just your, um, you know, just your diligence and I'm in, uh, uh, being, you know, taking this not so much seriously, it's not the right word, but just, you know, taking your fine, you know, your finances seriously. I mean, a lot of people that we know that I know, especially my age, um, it's easy to kind of just get in the ebbs and the flows of, Oh, I earned amount, I earned this money. I spend it. I earn, I spend it, which is what, you know, like I said, a lot of people do, they all stay on that little timeline and it sucks because, there's a way out of that kind of rat race of capital. And um, I really believe this is just a better way of financing and, and, and using capital and using money than just using the banking system. And so um, again, guys, I, I'm excited about this. I'm really hoping I can keep bringing value, but um, unless, unless somebody else has anything else, I'll just, we, we can get out of here and we'll, we'll plan on chopping it up next month. Good here, Nolan. Thanks cool, for guys. thanks for the time. Yeah, Killing through it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, again, guys, thanks so much. I'll again. I'll, I'll, I really appreciate you guys hopping on this first one. I hope it wasn't too choppy or or, or too much of a mm -hmm. waste of your time. Um, but uh, we'll keep building this up, and I'll get more efficient. And we'll get better as time goes on. But um, but again, guys, really appreciate you guys coming on tonight, and uh, and we'll just look forward to next month. Then sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. You guys have a good evening. Appreciate it. Go Hogs. <laughs>